You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world? How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts? Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery Mystery of Everything, Everything. available everywhere you get your podcasts. Are you looking for a podcast your whole family can enjoy together? Uh Check out Culture Kids Podcast. Our adventures will ignite your curiosity for culture, traditions, languages, geography, and even pop culture with interviews from guests all over the world. Through each episode, we aim to help children become empathetic, creative leaders in their communities and help them see the beauty in our differences. And that's Culture Kids Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. from All Creatures Podcast. Today I'll be hosting another special episode of All Creatures, just for kids, made by kids. And today we're featuring some awesome mammals. One is super tall and uses its long neck and long tongue to browse the leaves and the twigs from the thorny acacia trees in Africa. The other mammal we'll be talking about today is a beloved very brilliant swimmer in the ocean. But before we get started, I just want to say thanks so much for listening today and doing your part as an animal conservation hero. Listening, learning, loving, and sharing information all about these creatures is an important step to conserving them. So you are all creature conservation heroes in my book. And today is also a very, very special podcast because I'm talking to my first kid expert from Australia. Yay, I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. My first guest is Samara, and she will be wowing us with big, big facts about the giraffe. Samara lives in Melbourne, Australia, and she is a huge animal lover. And my second guest is Amber, who also lives in Melbourne, Australia. And she is going to be talking about the beloved bottlenose dolphin. Yes, I love talking about dolphins. So it's going to be a fun one today. Be sure to stick around. And let's get this All Creatures Kid podcast from Down Under started. Hello, Samara. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Good. Good. I'm so glad you're joining me. Can you tell all of our listeners where you live? Where are you from? I'm from Campbell. And what state or region and country is that in? Australia. Australia. That's right. I'm so excited. You're my first Australian kid guest on the podcast. 
So that, yeah, give me a big smile. It's super exciting. I know I'm very happy. <laughs> so cool. And now, Samara, how old are you? I'm seven. You're seven years old. And which creature did you decide to talk to me about today? Giraffes. Giraffes. That's right. And what made you decide to talk about giraffes? Because they're really nice animals. They are very nice animals. And they're very big, too. Really, really tall. And now, is giraffe your favorite animal, or do you have lots of favorites? I have a lot of favorites. Ooh, tell me some. Penguins, and one giraffe, that's what I'm talking about right now, and and really nice, and I like dogs, and I like cats. Yes, and do you have any pets at home? Yeah. Cool. What do you have? I got three of them. But my lizards at the old house where we, you know, we have a lizard that's called, it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. She's really cute. She's really cute. And we got two cats. One of them is Libby. One of them is Jasper. Wow. And what's on your t-shirt there? What creature is that? It's a unicorn. It's my imagination favorite animal. It's your imagination favorite animal. I love that. Oh, we have a lot of unicorn stuff in our house right now. They're very popular as well. I, I of course, love them too. So, Now, mm. as we get started talking about giraffes today, we mentioned that they're really big, but can you tell our, give our listeners your description? Like, how would, how would you describe them? What do they look like? They have spots. That's right. And what color are those spots? They have their. Uh, <laughs> They're like brown, right? Brownish tan. Yeah, yeah, brownish like brownish black. black. That's right. And then in between the spots, what color is that? Yellow. Yellow. You're right. They just have a, they have a beautiful pattern on their bodies, don't they? Did you know those little things on their heads are actually horns? Tell me more about these little horns on their head. They're, Do they have one or two? They have two. That's right. And do the boys have them only, or do the boys and the girls have horns? Both of them, because they're, because they're both the same species. Like, imagine there's lions, okay? Lions, the, three, um, the male lions have manes on their necks, and the females don't. Right. So they're both different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, with giraffes, both the males and the females have the horns. And the horns have a really fancy name that's hard to say. It's called, they're called ossicones. Can you say ossicones? Ossicones. Yeah. Yeah. And now we mentioned that they're tall. Like how tall? Yeah. Really tall. They're the most tallest animals in the whole entire planet. Exactly, Samara. You're right. They are the tallest animals in the world. And what makes them really tall? What parts of their bodies are tall or long? They, you think there's more bones in their necks, but there's actually seven. But they're more inches than our necks. Because our normal necks have seven, and they have seven too. But their one's longer and our one's shorter. 
oh my gosh, you are so smart and correct. Yes. So it's really, giraffes are known. Everybody knows they have really long, the length of their neck is really long. But as Samara mentioned, technically they have the same number of vertebra or neck backbones that we have. They're just, as she mentioned, they're really spaced out. And why do you think the giraffe has such a long neck? Like what advantage does that do for it? It's like for them to attack or something. Yeah, the males the males wrestle. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the males like swing their necks to each other, and and they if whoever wins get the get the female giraffe. That's right. Yeah, it's called neck wrestling. It's pretty crazy. Imagine wrestling with just your tall necks. Yeah. Yikes! And and what else do they use their necks to reach for? Leaves. That's right. Leaves on trees. Very good. Yeah, their necks are so long, they can reach all the leaves that nobody else can reach, right? All the yummy, delicious leaves. And do you know, did you learn anything about their tongues that was kind of cool and special? They're really long. (laughs) Yeah, like how long? Longer than yours? Look at, here's mine. Longer than mine? Even longer than yours. Even longer than mine, longer than anyone's. That's right. A super long tongue. It it clocks in at about a foot long, or I always think of that as maybe like two bananas in a row. Two bananas. Two banana tongue. What? That's crazy. And did you happen to come across what color their tongue was? The blue. That's right. And do you ever get a blue tongue? No. Do you know what happened to tongues? What? Lizards. Type mm-hmm. of lizards. Like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They do. And they... frogs have really long tongues too. That's right. Super long. Mm-hmm. And giraffes are right yeah. up there with them. And, and, and yeah, they have these purple blackish tongues that uh, are used to get even the taller leaves way up high. They can like grab around and pull. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy. And so – if giraffes eat leaves, what is that? Does that make them more of a carnivore or an herbivore? What do you think? Carnivore. That's right, an herbivore. They eat only leaves and maybe little twigs and grasses. Uh, so very good. And where, oh, this is a very important question. Tell us where giraffes live. Do they live in your backyard in Australia? No, they live in Africa in the Greenlands. That's right. They live all through Africa. And now, have you been able to go to a zoo and see a giraffe before? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they uh, sometimes, if, if you're lucky enough to have a, a nice zoo in your in your neighborhood, they might have giraffes there. So you get to see them. And I've even been able to like feed them before, which is super fun. But yes, giraffes are from Africa. I can tell you've been doing your research, Samara. You love animals, don't you? I love animals. I love sea life. I love land life. Oh. Well, look over your notes and what other cool facts did you learn about giraffes? This is the one that I already know. They stretch their legs out to grab water because they can't really reach their necks to the water so that's why they put their legs out for them to get more easier for them to get the water that's right and this is another fact their legs are so long their heart beats more than us 
So it has this little veins, and then it goes up to our neck to our bed. That's incredible. You know all that. Tell me more. Oh my goodness, girl, get those notes out. This is fascinating. What else do you got for me? Um, their spots, like I, like they're different. They're different with other giraffes. Some, there some giraffes are in different countries. That but except, wait for the difference. They're actually. Look at the spots, they're different. Samara, you're so right. The different subspecies of giraffes have different shaped spots on them or markings. And then even with that, no two giraffes of the same subspecies, even if they're brother and sister or mother and baby, they're not the same. So they're they're kind of like how we say humans have unique fingerprints, right? Giraffes have unique spot prints, right? So it makes them very cool. And and then you can tell them apart too, based on their markings. Very good. What other, what else did you learn? Um, there's actually, did you know there's actually white giraffes? Oh, really? Is that common? Yeah, there's different, it's different species that they, they live in like where the other giraffes are. Mm-hmm. But there's only one more left in the wild. Oh, because everybody's killing them. Yeah, yeah, giraffes. I was going to ask. The numbers you. are going down. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you came across anything about giraffe conservation and uh, how many giraffes there are left in the world. Are there a lot of them, or not that many? There's not that many. Yeah, that's right. Even though they're so big and beautiful, out of the nine subspecies of giraffes. Two of them are critically endangered, and a couple more of them are endangered or vulnerable, which means they have very, very low numbers. And so, like, like the white giraffes, the different yeah, species. Yeah. So, like, there's only one more left. There was a mother, and they had two calves, but the other calf died, and the mom died because they're killing them. But there was only one more left in the wild. They're nearly, yeah. they're really, they're nearly really extinct. Well, yeah, and so now, Samara, that that brings me to another really important question. I know you love the giraffe because they're so big and they're beautiful and they're one of your favorites, but why should why should kids and people or adults, why should we want to save the giraffe? Why when their numbers are so low, why should we love them like you do? Because they're friendly, they help us a lot. They help like their necks are so long you wish to have one of them. You wish to be a giraffe. They won't just want to be your friend. I agree. They're so beautiful. And they're so unique. They deserve they deserve our love and our support and our protection to make sure they can stay safe living in the wilds of Africa. And they're just so beautiful, right? I mean, mm, I don't yeah, know if they're, they're really beautiful. They're so beautiful. And this is kind of a silly question. Do you know if giraffes make any noises? No. No, they, they, they're usually pretty quiet. They're silent. Yeah, they're usually pretty they're si- silent. Like, they're really silent like Dora, um, like spiders. Yeah, they are pretty silent like spiders. I did listen to a baby calling its mom one time and it was kind of like, Rarrr. but it, was, it wasn't very, it wasn't very distinct. Yeah, I was like, Rarrr. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it justice, but they, <laughs> oh, you're laughing. Are you laughing at me? Good for you. Good for you. 
I laugh at myself all the time. Oh, is that your giraffe noise? Let me hear it. Samara. Awesome. You know giraffes inside out. That is so great. Yes, they are. They're usually pretty quiet, but they can make some of those silly noises that you and I shared. <laughs> I love it. And now listen, do you have any uh, other facts about giraffes that you came across? They've got big hearts, long necks. They have. And guess what? What? They run really fast. Like how fast? Like more than 35 meters per hour. Yes, they can run up to 35 miles per hour, which is pretty fast. I mean, that's I can't run that fast, that's for sure. Uh, you might be able to. You seem pretty strong, but <laughs> no, I don't think humans can run that fast, though. No. Uh, very good. What else? Anything else that you found that was making them uh, seem like giraffe superheroes? Um, they sleep standing up and keep one eye uh, one eye open to see, look for danger. That's very good. Yeah. What kind of danger? What What kind of danger do they get into in Africa? Lions, cheetahs, leopards, all sorts of animals that loves, that that's their prey. Yeah, exactly. As a prey species, you've got to be able to run. And so one of the best ways to do that is to be able to run fast and sleep standing up with one eye open, right? Do you sleep with yeah. one, do you sleep with one eye open? Mm, I do this when I have like I went ah. Like when you don't want to fall asleep and you, when you try to stay awake. Yeah. Yeah. My boys do that. That's awesome. And now, Samara, when you were doing all your research, did you learn about, do they live in groups or do they like to live alone? They love to live in herds. That's right. So they, so, so the little baby ones sleep in the other, the adult ones stay standing up looking for danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they live in family groups, just like me and you, right? They like to they like to stay together. Yeah, safety in numbers, for but sure. bigger, but <laughs> way bigger. Exactly, exactly. I and so uh, before we get going, is there anything else from your notes that you would like to share with our listeners about giraffes? They actually don't have skin; they actually have fur. That's right, because this is an easy question. But giraffes are they mammals, reptiles, or birds? Reptiles. Ah, mammals. Mammals. You knew that. You're just joking with me. They're mammals. And so, right, just like all other mammals, they have fur. And their fur is very soft. And, of course, there's such pretty colors with the brown spots. And now this is actually a question about you. I have a couple questions oh. for you since you were so nice to come and talk to me today. First of all, what was your favorite thing about doing this podcast with me? Because um, I love animals and I watch two of your shows. Awesome. And how did you prepare? How, how did you learn about giraffes to, before you came on? I did a lot of research every day after homeschool. Mm-hmm. And you wrote down, you actually took notes too, right? Mm. Let me see them. Yeah. Can you hold them up so I can see them? Wow, and look how nice and neat your penmanship and handwriting is. 
No, it's my mom's. Oh, <laughs> she writes good notes. <laughs> Your mama's awesome. But you, you're reading the notes, and so that's a big deal. That makes me really proud of you and how hard you worked. And all your facts have been amazing. I think you're. I, that leads me to my last question. What do you think you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an animal rescuer. Awesome. Well, Samara, you are on your way to saving animals every day. You are such a conservation hero, and I so appreciate you coming back and talking to us today on All Creatures Podcast all about giraffes and how much you love them and why we should conserve them and protect them. And would you be willing to come back on and maybe cover another species for us? Yeah, sure. Cool. What would you like to talk about? What Maybe the next one could be penguins. Awesome. Penguins. We'll have to have you back on for sure and talk all about penguins. Well, thank you so much, Samara. You take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetie. And my second guest today on All Creatures Podcast is Amber. And I'm so excited to have Amber on today because she is going to be talking about one of the most beloved marine mammals ever. She's going to be talking to us about the bottlenose dolphin. And I just am so, so, so happy that we get to talk all things dolphins today on the podcast. So Amber, are you there? Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for being here today and talking with me. I'm so excited to talk about dolphins. They're just they're my one of my favorites. I'm sure they're a, a favorite of a lot of our listeners, and clearly they're one of your favorites as well. Yeah, they're like my favorite animal of all times. Awesome. So when when I reached out to you about doing the podcast, it was a no brainer. You were going to always pick the bottlenose dolphin. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So can you give me a little background about where did your love of dolphins start? Um, I think the first time I really fell in love with dolphins was when we went to SeaWorld in Queensland. Um, awesome. and they have like the dolphin show and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I forgot in the intro to mention that, uh, you are now my official second Australian guest. So <laughs> I'm so happy that you're there and I'm even more happy that you got to go see dolphins in, in Queensland because that's a really special treat. I have not yet been uh, to a show at SeaWorld, but I am very excited to eventually take my boys when they get a little older because I think that uh, the education that they do there is just phenomenal. And, and I, it had a big it had a bit, big impact on you as a young child, right? Yeah, and then I've always wanted to go swimming with them, and so recently I did that as well. Get out of here. That's so cool. That's awesome. I that's another yeah. thing. I it's, it's definitely on my bucket list. Uh but yeah, wow. So, yes, and that's just obviously driven your love for dolphins even more, I would imagine. I I I I've never I've never been that close to one before, so I, I just couldn't imagine how cool that is. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Awesome. And so, uh for our listeners out there, I know everybody knows what a dolphin looks like, but can you since we're talking specifically about bottlenose dolphins today, can you just describe them a little bit and how they might look different than some of the other dolphins? Um, well, a bottlenose dolphin is around two meters in length. Um, and they're gray and they're very shiny. And 
um, their distinctive feature that um, basically separates them from a lot of other dolphins is that they've got a shorter, um, fat um, nose. Um, and it also, their, the way that their mouth sits also gives them an impression that they're always smiling. Oh, I love um, that yeah. description. Yeah. Oh, they're just, they're super cute basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And so where does the bottlenose dolphin live? Um, bottlenose dolphins live in the Pacific Ocean. Um, they generally will like warmer climates um, such as Australia um, around the coastal areas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are there a lot of bottlenose dolphins? Are they endangered or what's their status? Um, they're actually at least concerned, even though they are hunted for their oil and um, fat by some countries, but they are not endangered at the moment. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. It's it's such a, I love positive stories. It's such a good story for the bottlenose dolphin uh, right now. Like you said, they, sometimes they are Haunted, and of course, we have to make sure and keep their habitat, the ocean, clean and healthy for them. But some of their cousins, some of the other dolphins, uh, like the Ganges River dolphin and the Indus River dolphin, the finless porpoise, the vaquita porpoise, the Irwadi dolphin, uh, are either endangered or critically endangered. And so, yeah, some of their some of their cousins, especially those river dolphins, aren't aren't faring as well. So, uh, it's it's uh, we got to make sure and take care of all the waterways for dolphins in general because obviously you love bottlenose dolphins, but all dolphins are pretty cool, right? Yeah. And so, Amber, what what does a bottlenose dolphin eat? What's it, what's its diet consist of? Um, they will generally um, eat just the fish that are in their area that they um, their pod will generally be in. But they do um, sometimes eat crustaceans like uh, shrimp um, and other smaller crustaceans like that. But they do generally just stick to fish. Gotcha. And you mentioned their pod, and so that was going to be my next question. Do they live in large groups or do they live by themselves? Um, for the bottlenose dolphin, they live in groups of about 10 to 15 um, and they'll generally all stick with their pod. Um, obviously, it's safer in numbers, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, do yeah, do they have any predators? Like wh- what goes after them? Um, I couldn't find a lot that was really um, big on their predators because um, there are a lot of stories about how sharks are actually scared of dolphins. Um, mm. So really humans are their biggest predator in, in that respect because we do hunt them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. And when you were doing the research, I mean, obviously dolphins are super intelligent and have fun behaviors, but what cool what cool behaviors did you come across in your research? Um, a cool behavior that I actually found was that dolphins can sense when a person's in danger, not just their own pod. Um, so if there's like, say for example, a shark um, nearby a person, they will actually try and protect that person if they can um, wow. because they have just a sense cool. of danger like that. Yeah, they're just so intelligent. A lot of research has shown that they have the intelligence of like little kids and that they can recognize themselves in a mirror and they can 
work with almost like a keyboard to communicate with the the humans or the researchers on the toys that they want because they love toys, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think they're, well, I, this is crazy. I don't know if you know this, but they're, they actually have a bigger brain than humans and they have this, humans have the biggest brain to body size ratio, but dolphins are like the second biggest and, and they have a bigger brain to body size ratio than like chimpanzees, which of course are another really smart animal. So just, it's just incredible. Uh, and I think what fascinates, fascinates me too, is the way they communicate. Did you research anything about their, their language or how they communicate with one another? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Um, they often will communicate in echolocation, so they'll send out echoes to um, make sure there's nothing in their way, such as other animals or rocks and stuff like that. But when they're communicating within their own group, they'll use a lot of clicks and whistles, um, mm-hmm. and obviously those different clicks and whistles um, mean different things. So one might mean they're in danger, another might be calling back other dolphins that have sort of swum out too far. It's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, it scientists haven't quite considered it a language per se, but there is talk in the research community about that there's different dialects and that they maybe actually even have a language for each other. So like Amber is click, 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 and Angie is click, 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 or that they, they might have that ability to almost be able to individualize each other and and use their language to do that. And for me, that's just so, so incredible. But they also do a lot of uh, non-vocal communication that you you may have seen when you were at SeaWorld. Did you uh, research or remember any of those behaviors about some of the fun swimming behaviors that they do? Um, No, I didn't actually. Um, I, I've never really noticed that, um, in dolphins, to be honest. Oh, no, no. Yeah. They just, uh, we, uh, they'll do fun things like tail slaps and flipper slaps. And, uh, sometimes they can actually, they'll make little noises out of their blowhole or they'll, they'll blow bubbles, which is just hilarious and cute. Right. So yeah, I know. Right. Like, yeah, you gotta, we gotta do, you gotta find a YouTube video on a, a dolphin blowing bubbles, but yeah, I know they, they, they have an amazing way to express themselves and their emotions and, and with their families and family groups. So they're, they're, they're not shy to not only besides doing all the clicks and whistles, like you mentioned, uh, they can also, use their body, right? Uh, you know, humans yeah. we use body language, right, as well. And so, Amber, uh, what are some other things you learned about dolphins or that you want to share with our audience? Um, I was actually researching about how many different types of dolphins there were. Mm-hmm. And um, I discovered that they're actually closely related to whales. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the whales, like the orca whale and stuff like that, so among the 42 different species of dolphins, um, whales are also linked into them. Very cool. Yeah, and whales are awesome as well. I I love uh, orca. Orca behavior 
for me, some of their hunting behaviors is just the most fascinating. Uh, and like, and as you mentioned with bottlenose dolphins or dolphins in general, it sharks. Yeah. They, they sometimes know not to mess with adult dolphins because they're smart enough to figure out how to protect themselves. And they know that, as you mentioned very, very early in the podcast, that they've, they've found safety in numbers, which is really, uh, you know, really, really important. And, I uh, I just love how social they are with their family members. Uh, I, there's reports of them. Actually, you can appreciate this uh, with your niece. There are uh, reports of dolphin female dolphins uh, babysitting, like being really good aunties to younger dolphins. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. So just a yeah. lot of uh, yeah. You can relate, I'm sure. Do you, you probably get <laughs> roped into uh, babysitting here and there once in a while, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And then, like, sometimes they'll even help the fe- other female dolphins will assist with birth. Uh, when when, a, when a, a female dolphin is giving birth, another female, one of her relatives will help. So they just, uh, they just they're just fascinating. I mean, uh, and there's so much we have to, like, learn about them as far as their behavior and how smart they are. Uh did you come across anything else that was interesting and fun? Um, I actually came across um, how they feed their um, babies. Um, oh, tell me. Yes. Yeah, they have these two little, um, basically, it's their, um, they're like little indentations um, near their tails. Um, mm-hmm. And a baby will go, or, or a calf, um, they will go and they'll actually suction onto um, this little um, mammary gland, I think they're called, um, and they will. The mother will then voluntarily eject milk from this little um, this little indentation in her in her body, and the calf will then drink this milk. And they can actually do this while they're swimming, so they isn't can be feeding that, their calf and swim. Isn't that just? Incredible. Yes, Amber. I'm so glad you brought this up. I mean, dolphins are mammals and mammals, one of the defining features of a mammal is that they produce milk or breast milk like humans. And so their babies nurse. And so baby bottlenose dolphins and dolphins or uh, any whale species in general will nurse from the mom to get the milk. And they do this underwater, which the is incredible to me uh the physics of it and 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 then now you just mentioned which I did not know this fact that they'll actually swim and nurse yeah that's incredible dolphins are super moms <laughs> For the no no wonder they need their aunties to help babysit they're probably tired <laughs> that's that's just incredible oh Oh my goodness, God! I I just I'm in love with them. I uh, you have reminded me why I should love and protect and save dolphins, and so that leads me to one of my last questions: Is obviously you and I love dolphins, and a lot of people do, but if you had like one thing to tell people on why they should love dolphins, protect the oceans, and help save dolphins from either being hunted or caught in fishing nets and stuff like that, what would you say? Like, why should we love dolphins? Um, I reckon the biggest thing for why we should love dolphins is because 
Um, if you're ever in danger, they'll always sense it and they'll come and help you. Um, and I suppose that's always a great thing. And on top of that, they're such angelic creatures. So why shouldn't you love them? <laughs> oh, Amber, I totally agree. I mean, there's just so much to love about them from their, like you said, the way that they'll help, their intelligence, their social families, their physiology of how they can swim and nurse and their echolocation. They're just really incredible species and we need all, like you mentioned, I, how many did you say there's 46 species? 42. Or so? 42. Yes. They all need our protections and some of them are in dire need of even are critically endangered or are in dire needs of us taking care of the waterways and making sure that they're not accidentally overfished and things like that. So we need to, we got to keep spreading the dolphin love. That's for sure. Yep. And, and I know you're a dolphin lover, but have you decided, or do you think you have any ideas about what you want to do when you grow up? Um, when I'm older, I actually want to become a police officer. Um, but um, I suppose a hobby can always be swimming with dolphins. I love that. Or yes, you know there's actually uh, uh, military dolphins out there that they train. So maybe you could be a, a dolphin trainer too and do police to protect people or or, or also I, I love um, police dogs too. That training is really rad that they, they do with a lot of the clicker training and things like that. So yes, there's always, no matter what you end up doing, there's always a way to, like you mentioned, on, on the side to work with the animals and hopefully dolphins and, uh, and love and protect and conserve them. And I also forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast, because I was just like so excited. So excited to talk to dolphins. Amber, can you tell everyone how old you are? Uh, I'm 14. Awesome. 14, yes. And uh, loving and conserving and saving dolphins and getting everybody you know excited about dolphins. Swimming with dolphins, you're so lucky. I'm super jealous. Uh, and um, yeah, I just am so I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today and uh, perhaps you'll come back and talk to me about another animal sometime. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, Amber, it was my pleasure. Absolutely. And I know you're obviously a, dof a dolphin fan, but if you had to pick another species to research, what would you want to learn about? Um, probably seals. Ooh, yes. All right, girl. It's a date. We'll, uh, we'll have to have you back on here talking all about seals. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate getting to know you, Amber. Take care. You too. Thank you. Wow, friends. That was such a fun episode of All Creatures Kids. Giraffes and dolphins are just such cool mammals. And I hope you enjoyed listening to Amber and Samara, and you learn lots of fun facts to share with your friends and family. And of course, thank you to you, the listener, as well. You're all conservation heroes just by listening, learning, loving, and conserving all creatures. And giraffes and dolphins, they thank you too for listening and learning and loving. And a big, big, Big Australian size thank you to my experts, Samara and Amber, for talking to us today about giraffes and dolphins. They did a lot of research and they poured their hearts into it and they both did a brilliant job. So thank you, ladies. 
If you or someone you know is interested in becoming an All Creatures Kid expert and being interviewed on the podcast, please send me, Angie, an email at allcreaturescidspod at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at allcreaturespod.com to learn more about the creatures that you love and want to conserve. And if you can, a five-star review on iTunes is always appreciated. So take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.